Hey, it's Monica Renee, and I'm finally bringing you guys another episode of Talk Pot Sex. So, I don't have my regular mic. Like, this is going to be totally in my closet. I don't know where the thing is. However, I really just want to get back into podcasting. Um, so much has happened over the summer. So much has been going on with me. And through all the thick of it, you know, I never lost sight of what it is that I really want to accomplish by doing this podcast. And it's always been something that's on the back of my mind every single day. Um, and we're going to actually get into some of those things that have been happening from, you know, me wrapping up my first year of grad school to the Orlando shootings to just the things that have been happening with the Black Lives Matter movement and just Black people as a whole in this country. Um, it's been quite a journey and some of you may be wondering, like, well, well, how does that, you know, relate to sexuality? How does that relate to our sex lives? And let me tell you, it really does for each and every one of us, the Orlando shootings in the LGBTQ community. And then with what's going on with uh, the, the racial climate in this country, it creates a lot of stress. I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but stress definitely has an effect on our, on our bodies and on our health and ultimately on our, on our sex lives. Because if you're stressed out, if you can't create those connections that you normally would because of all of the, the, the whirlwind that's happening around us, then yes, those events do affect us in more ways than one, including our sexuality. The Orlando shootings that took place in Florida this summer definitely, um, I guess, reawakened, if they weren't already woke, I guess, to the consistent and persistent hate that the LGBTQ community experiences. And this is across all races that belong to the LGBTQ community. And to have some people justify what occurred as some sort of religious cleansing just shows the level of bigotry that is still present here in America, along with many other examples, unfortunately, that still reveal to us We've come a ways, but the journey ahead is much longer than how far we have already come. On June 19th, I attended an event, ATL is Out for Orlando. While prior to this, there were much larger, I guess, gatherings of people and, and supportive circles. With this one in particular, there was a guest speaker, Henry Scott Young III, and he spoke from his spiritual context, which I, I guess that was the reason that many people didn't turn out to the event because of the backlash from many religious groups kind of condemning those that belong to the LGBT community and not really showing them the, the empathy that they deserve that lives were lost and extending outside of the LGBTQ community, brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, daughters, sons were lost in this tragedy. On that basis alone, you should lend your support, you know, without any constraints, without any conditions. 
And so I went because I wanted to know what perspective was Mr. Scott going to speak from? Sorry, Scott Young. And he spoke from a perspective of love that even as a Christian, we must show love to everyone, regardless of what sin they may commit. Because at the end of the day, they are a human being and they deserve to have unconditional love and to not show support for someone in their loss and in death because of a sin, then that makes you no better than, than anyone else. Because we, we aren't any better than anyone else, no matter what our our belief systems are, no matter what we may do or what we may not do. We all kind of have an equal playing field and no one is God. So to bash someone, even in death, um, is somewhat hypocritical in my opinion. Extending beyond that, the event was great. Like I said, there was earlier events that were much larger, but I'm also grateful for the intimate setting where people could, you know, share support and, you know, love each other just to have fun in the company of one another. Just as we were wrapping up the funerals of many of the individuals that lost their lives in the Orlando shooting, I guess the the weather triggered the brought out the utmost hatred in people. This summer has definitely proved that to be true. So many shootings within such a short time span. Even as I speak now, it's been, you know, we're in the beginning of August and already we've lost too many lives. It's tragedy after tragedy. It's exhausting. And we can extend this to mental illness as a, as a whole and how it affects our lives. Depression, anxiety, these types of events, they add to that. They exaggerate those conditions. And speaking from personal experience, I had a few experiences in grad school that were very triggering for me. And I didn't feel like I had anyone to talk to about these issues. I felt stuck. And these issues as though I didn't have any support and I just could not wait to get back home. I thought that I would finally get a moment to just breathe and I really couldn't because while in my personal life I had some sort of solace as a nation, things went to hell because they've always been. And year after year, summer after summer, it just, it gets worse. And that's not to say that shootings don't occur throughout the year because they definitely do and we're def we definitely have cases that happen throughout and we fight we march we protest we plan and it's exhausting it gets so draining especially when you're screaming and you don't feel like anyone is hearing you it can drain every bit of energy every bit of life out of you however we don't feel as though that we can stop because if we stop, then what does that say for tomorrow? What does that say for the next generation? I feel like we were kind of dropped off by those that participated in the civil rights movement and having and to have some of them that shall remain nameless try to come out and call us little brats, unlovable brats, just shows the, the, the disconnect between the old and new. Earlier this summer, I went through another depressive episode, and if anyone out there truly suffers from depression, you know how hard that can be. 
to feel that cloud of darkness slowly creeping up on you is it's frightening because you know that it's coming and you feel hopeless that you can't do anything about it and at this point I have discovered means to help myself push through because I never know how long they're going to last it could be a week it could be a couple weeks but I have to tell you that it was compounded by the events that happened I remember in the in the first shooting that happened this summer that kind of um kind of broke the ice and in Baton Rouge it was hard and and it truly was weighing heavily on my heart and I got on Facebook as we all do every five seconds and then I saw the shooting that happened to to Fernando Castile and it broke me I threw my phone down and I just started to cry because I felt hopeless on top of the the void and the fear that I was already experiencing because I knew that I was sinking into a moment that's hard to really get through. And yes, as I said before, stress, depression, anxiety, they all kind of become part of your relationship with your partner because what you experience, they experience a little bit of it too. And being someone that loves and cares for you, they want to see you okay. They want to see you smile. And when you tell them that you can't smile, it hurts their heart as well. But for those of you that may not even just be in a relationship with someone, but that may be the brother or the sister or mother or father or cousin of someone that suffers with depression and anxiety, I urge you to always continue to support them, even when they feel like they're low, even when they feel like they're worthless. Please just encourage them to to push through, find a means that keeps them afloat or that keeps their, their head above water because I can't guarantee you that you'll be afloat every time. I can't guarantee myself that. But what I can do for myself is to keep my head above water during those times. And no, I don't feel as intimate when I'm depressed or when my or both my anxiety and depression are skyrocketing. It's in that time that I need love more than anything. And I'm sure that there are many people out there that feel the same, that need love in those times, even when they don't know how to receive love. And, you know, that may not be in the form of sex, but in the form just of genuine support, genuine love, and just be patient because sex might not happen during those times. And you have to understand that it's not even by choice. It's not by choice. With all of that being said, I urge everyone to take care of themselves. Even if you do not um, battle with a clinical depression or um, any form of anxiety, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Support one another within your own community because we can't be on foot every moment of our lives. We can't be at war in every single moment of our lives. We have to take a moment to just breathe, to put something back into ourselves. Otherwise, we will exhaust every single part of us and it will drain the life out of every aspect of our lives, even the intimate parts. 
the parts that give us connection with one another, especially with our partners, our lovers. <sighs> so, in other news, cuffing season is about a month away. I know that's totally left field. Totally has nothing to do with the serious matters that were previously spoken of. However, even discussing that kind of weighed a little, kind of heavy on me. So, cuffing season around the corner. We all know that autumn is romantic from the fall colors to just the kind of change in atmosphere that happens, shedding the old and preparing for the new. So in in the spirit of self-care and self-love, I say enjoy the love. You know, if it's, you know, a temporary thing, please be aware that it's a temporary thing so you don't get your feelings hurt come March 1st. But just take the time, take a breather to just to just breathe. And if someone catches your eye, if, you know, you decide to go into a courtship with someone, enjoy it, enjoy each other. Cuffing season doesn't always have to be a manipulative, conniving story of side pieces and heartache. It can be one of exploration, an exploration of love, an exploration of our own sexuality, and take that as you may. But for me, autumn always seems to bring out that side in everyone. And if you already have me, it's called cuddle season. I mean, you can turn it any way you want to turn it. I mean, cuffing, cuddling. I know I love drinking hot cocoa and cuddling up with my boyfriend, especially since I've been in grad school. It's like I cherish those moments when we get to meet up. And I say lean into it. Stay safe. Please wear protection. Even if you are in birth control because accidents happen and you don't want anything coming with you home. You don't want anything staying with you. Wear protection. Whether that's, you know, a feminine condom, male condom, sponges. I mean, there, I mean, take a trip to your local drugstore. There's a whole aisle. I'm pretty sure of it. Pretty sure. Truly. Honestly. There is an aisle. Just for that. Alright, you guys, stay safe out there. Whether you're driving in your car, getting head in your car, stay safe, wrap up, and love somebody. And most importantly, love your damn self. I hope you guys join me for another episode of Top Pot Sex. I will be uploading regularly from now on. And I hope you guys share the word. I promise I will be back for more, even if I have to record it on my phone, which I'm using my headphones right now to record this because the struggle is weird. So I'll see you guys again. Bye.